It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three-Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, and we didn't do the tagline this time. That's All okay. right. That's okay. Who cares? They know it. Yeah, they should know it by now if you listen to this podcast enough. Um, so we do have a couple other podcasts. One is Writing is Hard Work, and another one is uh, Southern Fire Christianity. You can check all those out on rogerdcolby.com. It's a website where you can find all these podcasts. Today we want to talk about the Equalizer. Equalizer yeah, 2. Yeah, man. Equalizer 2. Um, you know, I don't know if we talked about the first Equalizer film, did we? We did not. It came out before we started this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was, it was four years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I loved, when I heard they were making an Equalizer movie, I was excited because as a kid... Um, I remember watching when I was a teenager because from 1985 to 1989, uh, there was a TV show called The Equalizer, and that's what this, this these movies are based on. And it starred Edward Woodward. Um, it was created by Richard Lindheim and Michael Sloan, and basically it was the story of this special ops dude, I don't know, a CIA murderer or something. I don't know what he was. He was a CIA assassin. CIA assassin or something. And he quit doing the job for whatever reason. And the show kind of goes into, there's like four seasons. So the show kind of goes into why he uh, was the way he was and why he ended up like becoming almost like Batman and like going around helping people. But, um... It was it was kind of cool. you know he was basically a British guy. I don't think he was a CIA guy. I think he was in a, in a TV show. He was a uh, he was MI five. He something. was MI five. Yeah, he was MI five like a James Bond. It's like what if James Bond like quit being James Bond and like decided to just be Batman and like go around and save the day and help people that are in need and stuff like that. You know, have nobody else on their side, kind of like the A team did. You know, but it was like a one man A team. Basically, except without, you know, Face and Murdoch. Um, but I really loved the old TV show. It was a great old TV show. Um, and when I heard that the new new film came out, man, I was a saw on it. And so I went to see the first one. The first one's great. Just a great movie. And you couldn't have got a better guy to play, you know, him. And it, it's more Americanized, you know. It's like, uh, I mean, it was an American TV show, but it was like about a British guy. But now we've got an American TV, American film about an American CIA wet works guy is what you call these people. Mm. People that go and assassinate people for a month for uh, just get a name and they have to go kill them. Mm-hmm. They're called wet works. I don't know if these people really exist. Do you I think these people exist, Richard? I don't know. They could. I hope not. They could. That's scary. Um, but yeah, uh, I really was excited when the first one came out. Loved the first one. And so, you know, was really anticipating the second one. And the second one, I loved. What do you think, Richard? Oh, I loved it. But I remember, like, right after the first one came out, uh, or after it came out, it didn't do too well at the box office, but mm-hmm. they're, they're like, yeah, we're making a second one. They announced Equalizer 2, <laughs> and then four years later, yeah. it comes out. Yeah. It's like, oh, Well, you know, wow. um, another film by 
Denzel with Denzel Washington, Book of Eli was kind of like that. Didn't mm-hmm. do too well in the box office, no. but man, they've made a ton of money in Blu-ray. Yeah, it did. Because that movie is really yeah, great. Home, home video is uh, the best place to make up all your money if you don't yeah. do too well at the box office. Right. After China, China kind of sometimes mm-hmm. saves a box office <laughs> if it doesn't do too well you know, in the UK or the yeah. US. Unless it involves magic and then they won't do it. Yeah, they won't do magic. For some ghosts. weird reason. I'm not allowed to have ghosts for some reason. <laughs> I don't um, get it. I don't get it. Um, okay, so uh, this film picks up where the other one left off. Uh, you know, uh, Robert McCall is who um, uh, Denzel Washington is playing. Mm-hmm. He's playing Robert McCall. And McCall, we pick him up where he's like a lift driver. And he's going around um, just picking people up and take people to different places. What was great about this whole way it was all set up was that you had a whole bunch of like different characters that had different problems that he's actually dealing with besides the main one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had a bunch of other peripheral problems that he's dealing with as well as the main major problem involving a friend of his. Yeah, well that well that comes later. I mm-hmm. mean, when you first start this out, it kind of, like at the end of the last movie, if you haven't seen it, it's four years ago, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it ends with him be kind of, you know, they never call him the equalizer, but it's like, it was more of an origin story, and, it's, and you just kind of see his laptop, he's like, I've got something going on, he's like, can you help me? And he clicks a yes on there. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and now he's going to help people, but now he's he's a Lyft driver, and people are he's hearing people's problems, and then he's kind of there's like this old man who's who was like he was in Auschwitz or something, mm-hmm. but he would I I don't know if it was Auschwitz or, it's, or it's, some other it's, place. It's, it's, uh, I think it's Dachau. Oh okay, but anyways, he he was a Holocaust survivor. He was in an internment camp with his sister, and there's like this whole thing. He was like an old painting. Um, uh, of his sister Magda mm-hmm. and you know nobody believes him because he's got like dementia and stuff and so nobody believes that it's actually real people have looked and like nobody can actually find the painting and stuff like that so that's, he kind of helps this old man out you yeah, see him through cool. a lot of them he's he's make you know he, he's giving this old man like a ride for 50 cents every day <laughs> and yeah there's uh there's another person that he's uh helping out there's a lady in his uh in his little apartment complex there a little muslim lady and mm-hmm. she's got a little garden that gets destroyed by a bunch of gang members and, yeah um and then there's a boy who wants to be a, a painter mm-hmm. uh, well he kind of wants to be a painter but he also kind of wants to be a gang member well, the so whole, he's trying to, well, like, the whole un- underlying thing was, like, his brother was in the gang or something mm-hmm. like that. His brother was killed off, and they're like, yeah, you want to get justice for your brother, come join our gang. Here's right. a gun. Go shoot him yeah. for us. So what's really cool about this film is just the way Denzel Washington played. I mean, gosh, the guy's such an amazing actor. I mean, this, he's just really good. Interesting fact, this is the first sequel he's ever done. Really? It is. He's never done a sequel. He's never done a sequel? Nothing to nothing. This wow. is his first sequel. Well, that's kind of cool. You know that he takes advice from his son about what to play? Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. He's always like, listen to his son. He says his son is his best agent. Well, this is <laughs> this is like, I think it's his fourth time working with Anton Fuqua, who, mm-hmm. who made this film. Uh, he worked with him, the first Equalizer on Training Day. Yeah. Uh, he worked with him on, um, uh, uh, what was that other one? Oh, uh, the remake of The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. And um, 
did Anton Fuqua do do Book of Eli? No, actually, Richard, that was uh, the Hughes brothers, and they're the ones that did um, Boys in the Hood. Oh, okay. So yeah, but but what I loved about this character was, um, and what char- character since uh, ever since um, Denzel Washington, it seems like ever since he did Book of Eli, he's been playing characters that kind of he gets to. I don't know, add things to the characters maybe, you think? I mean, he's like adding his own personal stuff into the characters a little bit. I suppose, you know, he, I've noticed like a lot of his new roles and things like that since then is kind of, some, he's very, he's a very, uh, uh, I wouldn't say religious, but he's, but he has a very, uh, uh, not, well, what's the word for it? Well, he, he has a faith in God. He's he very, does. he's very, he has a Christ, very Christian mindset, and you see kind of some of those uh, 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 some el- elements. Yeah. Elements yeah. is that what I'm looking ideas. for? Ideas, ideas of faith, or, kind yeah. of seep, seep into some of his characters. It does. Performances. Um, what 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 I noticed about this this film in particular was um, just the way he talks to the kid in the film because the kid uses profanity with him, and he's like, "Don't take the Lord's name in vain," mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, he's like, "Hey, stop talking like that. Stop." Stop using that language. Um, you know, there's a bunch of things that I see in his character that feel. I'm not going to say that you know Robert McCall is a Christian, yeah, but it's yeah. like it's yeah, like no. there are things that he's doing in the, in there that are kind of like Christian values that you see exu- exuding from his character. They're coming out of the character a little bit. You know, um, I know that I watched an interview with uh, Denzel Washington right about the time that he did Book of Eli. And uh, ironically, it was with Matt Lauer. But um, Matt Lauer was interviewing him about it, and that he asked him about the Book of Eli, because if you haven't seen Book of Eli, you need to watch that movie. Great movie. Um, in the movie, Book of Eli, he carries around this Bible. Spoiler. And, well, yeah, but it's a Bible. Uh, it's not really a spoiler, because you can well, watch no, it, and it I says know. Holy Bible on the front of it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, they, so he's nobody carrying, said what that book was through the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. It's it is a Bible. It's uh, a Bible. I know, but that's really and he's quoting from it too. So I mean, uh, it's okay. obvious it's a Bible. Okay. So anyhow, in Book of Eli, um, the, the, the Matt Lauer's asking him, "So, well, why is it a Bible? You know, it could have been any other book." And he said, "Well, one of the things that he stipulated in his agreement to do the movie was that it had to be a Bible." And, and he said, because he's read all these other books. He said he's read the Quran, he's read the Bhagavad Gita, he's read like all these other books. And he said that the Bible is the only thing that gives him solace and gives him peace and gives him what he needs in order to feel like he's close to God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, He says he reads it every day. He reads the Bible every single day. Yeah, I mean, if you've um, ever seen his commencement speech, he does these commencement speeches a lot, uh, like high schools and college graduation yeah. stuff. And uh, the ones I've seen, I've seen one where he's like, comes out there, he's like, the thing you need to do is put God first. That's mm-hmm. what he says. Put God first in all things is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really admire um, Denzel Washington for being a guy like that in Hollywood who'll stand up for his faith. You know, he really will. And and it's real to him. It's not like he's doing it for a gimmick or he's doing mm-hmm. it for just like to be sensational or whatever. It's just that I think he's he's reached a point in his life where he's like, you know what, this is how I am. 
Um, it's not political. It's just this is how I feel about my relationship. Yeah, you never right. hear him getting into politics like some, never of the other, some of these other stars. They've stuff, tried yeah. to bait him too. They've tried to bait right. him into it, like you know, ask him a question that's political, and he won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. He just goes, oh, "Well, whatever." <laughs> and then he says, "I thought we we're here to talk about the movie," you know. And so, I mean, he's always really very much business. Um, I felt that the, that this film had some great surprises. Um, it's very, I mean, the action is, is great. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you kind of think, especially in certain scenes of the film, it's like, did he go earlier and set all that up before he knew those guys were coming? You know, yeah, kind of thing. It's well, like... He puts up these pictures that, that toss them. And I was telling you, it's like, <laughs> did he stop at Kinko's on the way to, <laughs> just to mess with their heads? Yeah. But, uh, but it's... It's great, and you know what? Um, as far as a review goes, and I'm not going to spoil anything because you need to see this film. Go support this film because it's so good. It's I'd say it's better than most stuff that's out right now. Of course, I haven't seen Mission Impossible, but um, I don't know. I mean, everybody's saying it's awesome. Uh, I'll watch it later. It's not like I'm excited to go see Mission Impossible. Yeah, neither am I. I don't care. But this one has a really good story. Um, has a lot of heart. There's a moment at the end of the film that was honestly a tear-jerking, tear-jerking moment for me. It was, it was very emotional. I was moved. Um, you know, there's lots of stuff in this movie that's, um, I would say, better than the first movie, which was more of a, you know, knock-down, drag-out kind of action film. This is more, there's more heart in this one than there was in the first one. Uh, but I'm going to give it five out of five. Yeah, so am I. Well, as far as the first film, actually, I would say the first film wasn't really a knockout, you know, uh, really just a drag out, knockout, drag out action film. Most of that film was just most of the first movie. Uh, most of the first movie, it was just kind of quiet moments, and yeah. the the action was kind of far in between uh-huh. through most of that. It was just a slower paced movie. It was right. all about the characters. Well, you know, you can, this one was too. This yeah. one was too. I'm you, not saying that. But you this can kind of compare. I would say it and, and kind of add to what you're saying. Um, the way I see it is like you look at a movie like Mission Impossible, you're going to have all this crazy action. It's like way over the top and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's no way that could ever happen in real life. But in the Equalizer films, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you could do the stuff that's in this movie. I mean, it, it's, it's very I realistic. I would say the action scenes and stuff in this one are much more brutal than the first. They are. They are They're very so brutal. much more brutal. Um, um, more brutal more than, brutal. Uh, would you say more brutal than getting a, uh, getting a, 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 a pulse off through the, through the neck? Uh, which probably. happened in the first movie? Yeah, I know, but there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, even their bloody stuff, there was an old bunch of bloody yeah. stuff in it. This one was bloody. And when it happens, when it happens, you're like, oh, oh that, my ooh, that, oh, you cringe. When you see yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's, it, it's great. And I, I, I like, the first one had a lot of heart too, but there was mm-hmm. more of a personal element to this second yeah. one as far as the storyline goes. It was. Yeah. So yeah. it was much more personal for you that. You do character. also find out a lot more about, um, Robert McCall. You do, you do. And who he is. So it's pretty cool. All right, so uh, our, our we both gave this five stars. Yep. Yeah. Good Two thumbs it. up. Three thumbs up. If you could have a third thumb, uh, probably a toe. Mm. All right, so uh, our movie of the week, Richard, what is it? It's called Other Life. <laughs> I watched this on Netflix, <laughs> and it's about like this drug that induced, 
it's like eye drops and you put it in your eyes and like mm-hmm. it, it's like this black goo and it like it like induces virtual reality <laughs> but okay. this was like you would think from that that concept this would be very sci-fi and it's it's very light on the sci-fi <laughs> I was a bit surprised I would um, think that uh, eye drops that give you VR would be would be pretty sci-fi because that's yeah weird. I know I mean How does that even all work? the sci-fi stuff is just like <laughs> when you see it it's just people like snowboarding down slopes and stuff like that and it's uh-huh. just like we're gonna give these people experience but anyways it's, <laughs> it stars Jessica DeGraw DeGraw something like that I don't know how her last name is yeah. pronounced she was in like like The Huntress and Arrow and okay. some other stuff this is this is an Australian film first of all <laughs> um, but she starts this company that creates these things and they're always there's all this stuff going on. It's like have you tested this drug it's like it's not a drug it, it's it's uh, it's biotechnology and stuff like that. And it's like, well, it's really a drug, but um, but uh, anyways, her brother you find out is like in a coma and stuff. He was like in a, he was in he was in a drowning accident, like surfing on the beach, and she's trying to create this thing to give him like, she thinks if she gives him memories of it going differently, he'll like come out of this coma, and so. Um, it's going through that most of the time, and then the other time she's dealing with this uh, her partner who wants to create um, like virtual prisons for people and like sell it to the <laughs> state for virtual. The, okay, so the whole concept is you can put the, these are like suspended times, so like uh-huh. you go into these virtual worlds and you can spend like like a year in there and it'd be like thirty seconds in the outside world. And that's the whole thing. It's like a solitary confinement where they serve, like these criminals serve their whole term in like two minutes in the real world. And the whole thing, she's like fighting with her partner not to have get that done. He eventually like puts her under (laughs) and traps her. Can they go? Can they go? Can they go deeper and like you know serve even more time? I to another level down. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. But there's like this whole thing where she comes out. It's like. Oh, you broke out. She was like, "Yeah, I broke or something like that in there." And she like got out of the little room and it's like going out to the rest of the world and stuff. It's like, "Oh, you broke out. Can't believe this." And he just wants to make more money and something yeah. like that. And he eventually like grabs her head and like forces it onto her. And she's able to like <laughs> figure out how to control it from the inside now and is able to come out of it. And she like traumatizes him by forcing him in and sticking him in there and like the cell for like a. For like, uh, it's like two minutes outside, but it's like t- 30 years or something in there, in a, in a, inside of his brain. Sounds like my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, but the whole How many movie, times have I looked honestly, up for my job and been like, oh, is this it's like all about like It's all about like corporate politics and, and like her dealing with her father wants to pull the plug on her brother and she wants oh my to gosh. make this whole develop this drug and eventually she, she injects him with it and he starts seizuring and all this crap and she just kind of like Ooh, and like just pulls the plug on him and the very end of the movie the, the villain is actually Jack Kervorkian yeah yeah no, no I'm yeah, just kidding no, it's, not. It's, it's not, not. <laughs> but she she eventually like pulls the plug on him because he's suffering or whatever but it, <laughs> I mean it's very very light on sci-fi Mm. despite the premise and the whole movie is just 
really depressing. Your normal Netflix fare. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just depressing all the way yeah. through. So, I mean, it's free. If you want to watch it on Netflix, I wouldn't suggest it really. It's just kind of a drag all the way through. It's, <laughs> it, it, despite the concept, it is not sci-fi. It, it is like sci-fi in the in the lowest of terms, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose is the way to describe it. it the, the sci-fi element is barely there. Okay. Well, all right. So, what's the name of it again? Other Life. Other Life. Okay. Well, until uh, next time, I am Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Cutes.